I'm here. Hey, Kay. How you doing? Guys. I'm doing well. i so excited about this interview. And this is Eric Principe here for Faster Human. And I have on the line the only, the one and only KD from one good girl going all mad. And Kate, I, look, I don't want to miss out your last name. So how do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> it's Kay Dorellis. Kay Dorellis. All right. So Kay Dorellis. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're super busy. And so sad. I'm, I'm like, we're trying to find out the time frame to be able to do this interview. I know. And, um, and, uh, and listen, like I said before, you are the one of the first people that I actually listened to when I was doing this whole fasting thing. And uh, for, <laughs> anyone, oh, for anyone out there who I'm so excited to have you here right now. And... Um, and well, look, I don't want to talk. I want you to talk. <laughs> I, want you, I want you to tell us the, the journey in, in regards of uh, intermediate fasting. And now you literally, I will say, full-blown OMAD now, right? Almost. So um, a couple things. I think getting into intermittent fasting, especially when it's not a part of your religion. So a lot of people you know, are introduced to fasting because of their religious practice. Um, mm -hmm. I, however, um, practice religion, but fasting was not anywhere incorporated into um, any daily habits. So yeah, like a lot of people, fasting for me was a mode of starvation. It's something that I knew about for a long time. And the way that, you know, it was phrased to me was you will starve and therefore you will probably lose weight because you're not eating and that couldn't be further from the truth um I'm not a hundred percent OMAD and I'll tell you why um I wholeheartedly believe that any sort of diet or any any way that you practice eating or even your fitness routine it should feel like a lifestyle my mm -hmm. lifestyle is a little hectic from monday through sunday yeah and so i took off the pressure of like okay every day i have to eat one meal because saturdays and sundays i have you know i have a daughter i'm taking her to all these birthday parties with pizza and cake yeah. and you know something might pop up and so i kind of give myself a lot of uh lineage um a lot of grace when it comes to what type of method that I practice. And I actually think for me, that's why I saw a lot of successes because I switch it up. Yeah. I, I'm either doing 16, 20 yeah. or 23 hours. Um, and you know a lot about the body. I think a lot of people kind of learn this like <laughs> in sixth grade where homeostasis, like the body wants to be normal. Like it wants to be normalized. It doesn't like a lot of change, but if you're constantly altering the amount of hours that you fast your body is always guessing and yeah. so that's actually a little tool that I use a little secret that I use to that I've convinced myself that actually works for me and some people are a hundred percent OMAD and it works for them yeah. but for me you know Mondays and sometimes Thursdays are the days that I try to eat one meal a day and then everything else is kind of what makes sense for you know, for my schedule that day. Got you. Uh, one of the things that I know you share in your podcast, uh, when you first started it, uh, sort of, yeah, you already kind of sort of knew about it, but it was, uh, when day was like the moment where you say, okay, this is enough. 
because the, the, your transformation is amazing. And I looked at your transformation. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I put a lot of, uh, I, everybody loves it. Like the, my transformation photos get the most attention, which makes sense. Like it's visual representation of what, you know, what could happen once you start being in alignment of how your body is supposed to live. You know, yeah. my podcast, Good Girl Gone Oh Man, I don't believe that our accessibility our willingness to eat whenever we want to should be normal. Um, for me, it was it was actually pretty low. Like <laughs> yeah. I was at a really frustrating point in my life where things were not making sense. Yeah. I I mean, I don't really record a lot of um videos of me working out. Like I love to work out. I actually think that even if I was 200, 300, 400 pounds, like I would always be active. It's just something that I've always done since I was little. Yeah. Um, but when it came to, okay, like I really want to get back in my jeans. I really want to look good. I really feel heavy and I feel slow. Yeah. And I have nutritious nutritionists telling me, hey, you don't really eat, but in order to lose weight, you need to eat more. Mm-hmm. Or I have people saying, you already work out five days a week, two hours minimum, but you need to work out more. <laughs> Like a lot of stuff was just not starting not to make sense. Oh, if you or or I tried um, a juice diet, which was like, okay, this has got to be it. Like I'm not eating. I'm getting all these nutrients. I'm juicing everything. You know, it's three juices a day. Like I'm going to lose weight on this. And after seven days, you're hungry and the scale doesn't budge. I was like, this is insane. Um, You know, something that I've always have heard about which is intermittent fasting you know kind of popped in my mind but it wasn't like a you know I wasn't introduced to it in a way that like scientifically made sense it was just like I've tried everything else I've tried low fat no carbs no sugar no alcohol yeah lots of working out I've tried I felt like I tried everything that made sense paleo yeah everything that made sense to what I was wanting to do for weight loss yeah and it was just like the only thing that I haven't tried is not, you know, at that point, it was like not eating. I was like, this has got to work because technically I'm not eating. Like, yeah. this is the next step to like, you know, sewing my my lips closed. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I was just convinced that if this did not work and I, I was into it for all the wrong reasons, because I really thought that no calories meant I was going to see results, um, that this was it. Like I was just going to be like a fat and happy person because I was at my breaking point, like near tears every day because I'm like, I was getting frustrated because yeah. I knew I was putting in a hundred percent of effort in all the wrong things. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the thing about it, and I, I think that a lot of, and this is, I've seen this happen. A lot of frustration happens a lot. Uh, when you see a lot of people rushing in at the beginning of the year, trying to get that resolution done, <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I'm telling you this from the point of view of a, of a, a trainer and is a um, uh, instructor or a you know person who has seen in the fitness industry. I've seen it uh, every single year. Um, frustration is is for a lot of people out there that don't know about intermittent fasting or people that don't know how to be able to get to their goals. Uh, they are doing these things. They are doing what you just just said. They, they, uh, okay, they are mm-hmm. following these nutrition in- intakes that really they're not doing any good for them. And um, yeah, and and I think that when they hear another person say, "Listen, I stop eating," 
<laughs> and and I decided that <laughs> this is this is gonna be my new pattern. They were like, they're looking at you. Are, are you serious? And um, and and for you, when what did they, they sink into you that it was that was just the right path to you now? Um, it it started to make sense for me or be like this is the right path because of a lot of benefits that I talk about on my podcast. Mm-hmm. So the things that I expected would would happen actually did. Um, and so we, you know, we are not shy about things that make sense that come along with this lifestyle. Like you're going to be hungry, especially if you ate like I, like I was a snacker. Mm-hmm. Like I, I told my nutritionist at the time, you know, I eat probably eight times a day. Like I'm always eating yeah. anything that I have to do. I have a snack. If I have to go to a meeting, I have a snack. If I have to take a conference call, I have a snack. If I got to sit in traffic, yeah. I have a snack. And so these, you're going to experience a lot of things, but the flip side of that is I started to experience a lot of other benefits. Like when you push past hunger, like you, um, you know, you don't have those cravings anymore. Like I was really scared that I, cause I crave sugar so much. Yeah. Um, and not candy. Like I love like cupcakes and muffins, like <laughs> pastry, anything that could be baked. Yeah. Like I will eat the whole thing. And when those cravings stopped and when I could get up in the morning and even though I love coffee, I didn't have to have it before, you know, before I could really open my eyes and wash my face, like that natural energy. So there were things that were going on in my body um, that I could realize was like, okay, this is actually good for me. And this is a result of intermittent fasting, like the hunger, um, I was I always like if once I'm eating, once I'm done eating, I think about my next meal. Like, what am I going to eat? What's going to be for dinner? OK, what am I eating the next day? And so the fact that I wasn't like ravenous, yeah. like I could sit and not eat um, for a long period of time. And then when I actually do eat, I'm not like scarfing down my food. Those things were starting to be like a wake up call to be like, OK, this is this seems to be normal. Like this seems to be about how people should be eating in general. Yeah. And, you know, I just kind of rolled it out because, like I said, I was trying to give it 100% effort because I really wanted to hit some weight loss goals of mine. Um, But it started to be like, okay, this is doable. Like, I don't – I took – I'll be 100% honest with you. I started to do my research aside from the fact that I was like, okay, I'm about to starve myself. But every piece of research that I came across was all you have to do is change when you eat, not what you eat. Yeah. Just – everything you like don't change what you eat and I know like you can't lose weight eating whole cakes and cupcakes like I get that part yeah but that was like the most fascinating thing to me because every nutritionist that I that I encountered every fitness um professional that I encountered was like oh my god like you gotta change your diet you gotta change it and I don't have the best diet I love telling people that I I love it and I don't like it um telling people that I eat Chick-fil-A like three four times a week I eat rice and I eat tacos and I eat a lot of stuff that people typically tell you the first thing they tell you is stop eating (laughs) and one of the things I love about intermittent fasting is we don't initially start off with a very negative mindset yeah we don't tell you oh okay in order for you to drop you know these 20 pounds you got to go get those Oreos out of your pantry or you got to clean out your refrigerator like yeah we're just like just shift it a little bit. Yeah. I love that gentle approach about 
now it's not easy to not eat for so long for some people, but it's a very gentle approach versus somebody saying, okay, like you want to, I'm going to pick on keto people, but you want to go keto, like get this big cookbook and now you got to change everything about how you cook and everything has to be like, that's very intimidating to me. I don't want to have to learn. I'm, you know, we're getting older. I don't want to have to learn a new way to cook and like that to me just baffles me. So when I started to see like, I don't have to change much about my lifestyle. I have to just have to shift it a little bit. I was like, this is a lifestyle that's worth living and, and get trying to get right. Of course. And, yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you this, Mike, that's, a, that's one of the things that is, it is, yes, it is more gentle approach than telling somebody, get rid of all your cooking. <laughs> get rid of all your cooking. Yeah. You know, um, and, and this is, I said, look, now it's a little different because I stopped teaching classes for almost a year because of the way I was feeling. How can I help somebody? Mm. Right? If I can help myself. Mm-hmm. I know, so I know. In, in in that sense, um, you know, and, and one of the things that when I when you do those research, when you start understanding much, much more better uh of what fasting can do for you, then you start, wait a second, this is not what they told us and you know, sports and science <laughs> um, to, <laughs> to, to, to help people out to actually lose weight and feel better about themselves. And mm-hmm. it, it contradicts a lot of the stuff that, you know, you were thought. And, but question to you is who was your, oh, actually your influencer to actually now more than ever to kind of sort of like, this is it. Like somebody who did you do you felt that it was more like an influencer to you when you were doing your um, research? When I was doing my research, I I I'm very um, research driven. Like I love things that make sense. I love logic. I love pictures. But you know, let's be honest. Like we do live in a world where you know things can be photoshopped and everything that everything that you see you know isn't what it what it is. Um, and so when I was armed, I actually followed, um, uh, Fledge Fitness. He's on YouTube. I did yes. a lot of my research on YouTube. Yeah. Um, because even some of the articles I, I tell people to, you know, really do your, like really yeah. master your own body. Because even some of the things that I would find on Google, like <laughs> I actually stumbled upon a, um, a, a company yeah. that allegedly makes food. So that you can eat when you want to, but your body's still in a fasted state. Like, I don't get it, but, you know, make sure you do your research. But I followed people um, like Fledge Fitness that um, really just armed you with with knowledge yeah. and with research and with numbers and kind of <laughs> had a really logical approach. Um, by listening to him, um, I ended up learning more about Jason Fung mm-hmm. and... I immediately ordered his book, you know, had yeah. Amazon Prime, got his book, read half of it in a, in a day. And uh, it's not that much of a book. It's not a big book, but I was just so, like, so excited. I was yeah. like, I got to get through this book. And Jason, Fung, though, his approach, he's such a, when he talks, he's so natural. He's so matter of fact. And, like, yeah. you you know, kind of dismissive, like this is, this is just how it's supposed to be. And, you know, we can, we can change a lot about people's future when it comes to obesity, if we just kind of get these facts Yeah. and he's so brilliant. And when I read, um, I, when I read in his, uh, his book 
about like almost like the refrigerator model of how your body uses fat and sugar for for fuel for example it blew my mind like it blew me out of the water because like you mentioned things that we learn in school or through you know other fitness and um fitness programs isn't it's really not what we what we're um experiencing when it comes to intermittent fasting so the fact that even because you know we work out so hard or we're doing six meals a day or a juicing diet or some sort of diet you always are wondering a lot of people wonder like i can't lose these last eight pounds Mm -hmm. i can't lose these last 10 pounds i lose them and i gain them i lose them and i gain them and so once you are once you understand and once you read from like science like this this is what the man does for a living that you will never be able to tap into fat burning as fuel. Your body wants to burn fat, but our diets and the way that we eat is so consumed with sugar that you would never be able to tap into fat. So you would never be able to lose those last five pounds or lose those last eight pounds. Like I was just like, Oh my God. And so he is actually, he's, he's brilliant in that. And that he inspired me to like, wow, like there's science behind this. And then you know, obviously taking my fasting, going from 16 hours into like, I'm like, man, if I could do 16, like I'm probably should try to do 20. <laughs> Not something that I tried to do out the gate because a lot of people see my pictures yeah. and they're like, and my name, I know it could be deceiving, but I actually got most of my results from just doing 16 hours a day, 16, eight. Yeah. Every maybe once or twice a week, I would do 20, you know, yeah. the warrior diet, but 16 hours, that was it. Yeah, and that is it is amazing the fact that when you do that research and you get your mind blown by a doctor who has a step out of the normal, you know, because mm-hmm. in his book he explains how much of that what he was taught that was not helping his patients, and didn't looking at these patients that they were dying on him, yeah, because and and the fact that he said okay I got to stop doing this. And then start doing his. So, to me, for, for me, was the whole hormonal part of it. The the fact Absolutely. that he said that he's, it's not caloric because you can your body's not counting calories to begin with. You know, it's not <laughs> telling, hey, you're missing a thousand calories. But one of the things that his approach was like it is a hormonal imbalance. It was a a, a thing that we're doing in a daily basis. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, I can relate with you as a parent. You, the first thing you're thinking in the morning, oh my God, I have to have breakfast. I got to bring my yes. snack. I got to bring my lunch. I got to bring my other <laughs> snack. And you're running around like a maniac trying to get your kids out of the, you know, go to school and you got to get these, all these meals. And that itself is su- super stressful. And I was, yeah, I was completely, um, you know, I'm completely in line. Like I had no idea about hormones. Like we, we hear about it more now. Like I just yeah. got a couple of, um, magazines about hormones but yeah reading his book kind of thinking about like like then I started to try to understand all hormones like you know aside from cortisol like yeah. you know estrogen like just like all these hormones that kind of make us who we are yeah. and we're not a, a a calorie counting machine you know that yeah. that car analogy that I just love to talk about so much because I hate it like yeah. we are not a car you know yeah. it's not I, it I hate the analogy, but I love to talk about it in terms of intermittent fasting because uh, we just do everything completely against that analogy. Like, it's like, hey, if you don't put gas in your car, your car (laughs) is not going to start. It's going nowhere. But when it comes to our body and you tell your body like, hey, 
I'm not going to feed you any fuel. You're, the fuel that you need is already inside of you and you can do amazing things yeah. with, you know, without having that fuel. You know, it blows people's mind. And it's like, we're not that. To be honest with you, I took off my calorie, my, my fitness watch um, yeah. when I started to do intermittent fasting. Not because I felt empowered to, you know, to do this with you. I'm like, I haven't lost a pound. I haven't been successful and don't feel confident having worn this watch. So I'm armed with yeah. numbers. Like I know one day I walk 15, you know, 1500 or 15,000 steps. Yeah. I burn <laughs> calories or 300 calories. In class. Like at the end of the day, I got all of these numbers and I'm still not happy. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm armed with so many numbers about my activity and I'm still not seeing results. Like, why do I even need these numbers? And I took it off. I haven't worn one in a year and a half. I mean, mean, (laughs) one of the things, the best out out of the, my Apple Watch, it it tells me, take a minute to breathe. (laughs) I think that's the best. (laughs) Does it really? Well, that's one of the best things that I think I, 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 out of the Apple Watch, I don't look at it. I don't even look at it anymore. In the regards of uh, how many calories I'm in, my, I'm in my burning or anything like that, I'm just looking at mm-hmm. when my watch is telling me take a moment to breathe. <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I, I should I love do that. that. I love that. Uh, so, well, it goes into that hormonal piece too. Yeah. So, when I started reading and getting smarter about like how our body is essentially made up, I, you know, I started to do things that I didn't do. Like I started to really you know, honestly, not let things negatively affect mm-hmm. me. Um, I started to do like my own form of like a very light meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I start to get in the bed at least like 30 minutes earlier. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's a lot, but I just actually started to, to emphasize a lot more of um, my environment and things that were not food and fitness, yeah. um, you know, sleep and, you know, giving somebody a hug and you would be surprised, like you'd be very surprised how many people um, cannot, you know, lose weight or struggle with losing weight because they can't manage stress. And that's so yeah. um, disappointing to me. Yeah, it is. It, well, the, one of the things that I, I think that once you start when you're fasting is the mental clarity that you get out of out of when you're. I guess if you go over like the 16 or 18 hours, so if you had done it for so long that you, when I first got the, the mental clarity or the energy in, like you get this energy because the first, the first few days is a little tough, but once you get that energy, mm-hmm. once you get that mental clarity, you start seeing a lot of things in a lot of perspective. When, when do you want, I, I mean, and now more than ever, how's your self-awareness? Because that's part of your mental clarity. Now, Obviously, you say you meditate. So what do you see your mental clarity now? Um, I think it's it, it's allowed. Well, it's, you don't focus on food. So it's yeah. like it's almost like something that you we literally have to take in. It's like if you aren't thinking about food all the time, um, which is not to say that mm-hmm. we don't like we still eat. Like I don't I hate to send the perception that yeah. we don't eat and we don't think about food. We do. Um, but if you're not consumed by eating for 16, 20 hours, like you have so much time in the world to prioritize other things, yeah. like spend time with your family because you don't have to worry about eating. Yeah. And um, those things bring a lot of, you know, happiness and, jo- and you know, genuine joy into your life. Yeah. As far as um, 
just the self-awareness piece it the the clarity is is completely accurate yeah. like I'm already that type of person I'm very analytical very logical yeah. and um so me not like when I when my body reached that point like I'm literally like I'm you know writing whole episodes I think I tried to start a book at some yeah. point like within like a lunch break <laughs> like you really kind of unlock um a lot of neurological pathways that really kind of help you see the world differently that unlock certain thought processes that you have that kind of un- sometimes unlock subconscious thoughts yeah. too and so when you're able to do that you can you know tap into other things that really bring you joy and it's just a cycle yes. it's just really a cycle and um i love talking about intermittent fasting because you know what i want to do and what i try to you know get people to really understand outside of the weight loss and the before and after pictures is that um Yes, the weight loss is going to come, but all the other things that kind of make up who you are outside of food and nutrition, (laughs) food, nutrition and fitness, like that's just a small subset and you start to really prioritize yourself. And and that's uh, one of the things that I I, I had noticed a lot, even uh, um, I forgot the name of the uh, person from YouTube. He was saying, you know, like your your mindset is much more open to receive more. Because mm-hmm. you're like once again, you're not thinking about food. It's not that you you're not gonna eat. Um, and have you? And now that you have been doing this for some time, how's your credits? Because I, we have credits. I trust me. I have my I have my share of son, and a lot of people. Um, I happened to see a post the other day in regards of uh, the CEO from Twitter. Uh, he was getting his, uh, you know, sort of. Con- a lot of people were concerned about him because he's in. He does, you know, my diet, and um, mm-hmm. and you have your share of that. I I think I, I we all yeah. do in a sense because you know I I posted the other day about my mother being such a like oh my god you look so skinny and this and that. I said, well, do you know how I feel? And then you know try to explain mm. and the down to science because I I straight up say, listen, this is the reason why I do it. Boom, here it is. Watch it. <laughs> yeah. So how is it that you <laughs> that you have coped with? people there have come to you and so like saying hey, this is not you know the right thing or this is you know this is I mean we it's it's really funny because you know we you know we're both on um Instagram and so there's a funny meme out there that says you know when I was eating pop tarts and drinking coca-cola every day nobody cared but now that I'm intermittent fasting everybody thinks yeah. I'm gonna die. um and that couldn't be further yeah. from the truth like we all get it especially like mainly from the people that yeah. know us, like that people that can interact, w- interact with us, like face to face. There are people that are supportive, but still look, look, you know, have a way of looking at us where it's like, Oh, that's not really real. Yeah. Or she doesn't really eat like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, <laughs> she just might put on for social media. And I mean, to be honest with you, you have to be grounded and knowing that you were doing like you have to know that you're doing this for for a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I, intermittent fasting to me couldn't or anything for that matter could not be something that I could like dab my toe yeah. in um, because we've 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 done that for so many, you know, so many years like this diet, that yeah. fad diet. So you kind of have to be all in because there are going to be a lot, not only a lot of people that second guess you that think that you are starving yeah. yourself. Um, I've heard that, you know, I'm part of some sort of cult, um, <laughs> even though it's a religion, yeah. you know, it was founded on religious yeah. practices. It was a part of a cult. 
Um, I've heard that I have an eating disorder. It's, mm-hmm. it's an eating yeah. disorder. Um, that's a that's a, a little sting stinger yeah. for me. Um, there are people that say I doctor my photos. Um, it's just a lot, and it's to be expected. Like when you put yourself out there, I put like. Yeah. If you go back to my very first, and I will have to find it for you, my very first before and yeah. after, the first sentence in that post was, I had to probably sw- swallow my pride a lot in order to post that because, you know, people see us just posting our pictures and talking as if this is just something that's normal. And when you envision yourself in a certain way, like, you know, like when you, are trying to lose weight like you have a vision for what those 20 pounds off is going to look like it's not just oh I need to lose 20 pounds of fat it's like these 20 pounds of fat loss is going to get me in that bikini so I can not be self-conscious when I take my kids to the pool like there's a story behind it and so people think that we are emotionless um which you know I just don't have the personality that it bothers me but the critics come and the critics not only come because they also have seen other people with success in doing other things. So people say, well, you don't have to feel like you don't have to go the extreme of fasting for 20, 24 hours when I can do keto and lose weight. You don't have to fast for 16 hours when you can do this juice cleanse for a weekend. Like people have seen results in other formats. And so what we do looks extreme. But what, and that makes it like fasting is not for everybody. Yeah. Every we, there's seven billion people on the planet. So for me to say intermittent fasting is for everybody, it's not necessarily true. However, I do believe that our access to food 24 seven is not normal. Yeah. Like yeah. to be able to open a refrigerator, a freezer, a grocery store, you can call delivery yeah. service. We got drive through. We have vending machines. We got drones that will deliver like we are surrounded by food all the time and that's normal yeah that's normal for our culture so when we walk around and that's why like my how not to look socially awkward while intermittent fasting is probably one of my most popular episodes is because people don't understand like they want to do it but to move in this world where eating is normal you will stand out you will get critics you will get people to say like oh my like you need to eat like they're trying to push food in your face, not because they don't, what's the word, that they are trying to mock you. But I honestly believe that people are not as cruel as they either come across or they are. I just don't think that people understand how to support you. Like, they genuinely don't. And so they will try to push food, you know, in front of you. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the critics will come. And I just love when I see, like, celebrities. And, you know, that comes with its yeah. own... <laughs> With its own story, but even when like celebrities kind of talk about it, it kind of makes it seem like, okay, if this is reach Hollywood, then maybe, you know, the things that Eric and Kay are saying probably are true, or maybe the results probably are. And that's fine. Like people are going to come around, you know, I heard about intermittent fasting way before I started it, but it just, you know, sometimes you can say the the right thing to the wrong person at the at the wrong time yeah so intermittent fasting was right for me but i just heard it you know for the first time at the wrong yeah. time i interpreted it as you know i'm gonna starve myself yeah. and i need to eat and i completely you know turned everybody away that you know was trying to get me to to do it yeah. um and it wasn't until 
I had to come to grips with something in my own, Mm -hmm. you know, that self-awareness piece to say like, hey, you might want to try this, you know, for whatever reason brings you to intermittent fasting. When people listen to our podcast, their ears are more open. Um, And that's the best, like, that's the best thing that I can ask for, you know, with critics is that they're listening. Um, And, you know, that they're open. You you know, and, and, me, myself, when I first started this journey, you know, it, it wasn't with, you know, intermittent fasting because, you know, you, you know, you're obviously, you know, you're so kind of so self-conscious about, you know, putting yourself out there and, and having, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a group of people. That means to me, when, when that happened to me the first time, I think it was like, I'm in the right path. I feel like I'm on right the path of having, you know, those specific critics coming up to me and saying, okay. You know, then I know I'm doing the right thing in a sort of way where mm-hmm. I know that I'm getting all the information from reliable source. And now science is become my sort of like my pillar to be able to say, here it yeah. is. Look, guys, it's not just the fact that I'm doing it for just it's not vanity. It's overall health and feeling good. It's about, yeah. you know, uh, knowing that you're doing it for the right reasons. Um so when I when I um when I listened to you back uh there was an episode and and that you're went out drinking. And <laughs> I knew you were going here. And so so and in that episode, uh you were talking oh. you're talking about that, you know, I guess because you're having eating and because and trust me, I felt it what you were feeling when you had that person me. <laughs> Because your body's so sensitive and that sensitivity yes. is so quick. Automatically, you can have a glass of wine and yeah. you're done. <laughs> you're done. It still happens. It, it, it no? still happens. I mean, that was, yeah, it, it does. I, I'm no longer that way. So um, you, do you mind if I tell some of your followers no, really quickly? No, not at all. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so in a nutshell, I start intermittent fasting. I'm getting the hang of it. You know, trying to push my like uh, it was to the point where I was using the app, yeah. right? Whatever that that app is. Now I can, you know, intermittent fast without having to count it down. But, you know, I was really into like how many hours and I'm going strong and I get invited out, which is, you know, not often that I go yeah. out. But I have come from a background where I have a high tolerance of alcohol, yeah. meaning um, yeah, you know, I said it before, like I kind of make people nervous because I'll have three or four drinks of something strong, not the fruity yeah. stuff, like <laughs> the, the stronger drinks. And I'm able to, you know, have a conversation. I can hold my own. Like I don't get rowdy. I just have a high tolerance for drinking. Well, I go out. This is now having intermittent fast. I have to go back, but I think it was like four months in or, or a couple, four, not four months, sorry, four weeks or six weeks in. And I start going to this party drinking like I would normally would if, you know, I was doing my own sort of eating pattern, my own diet, just my old self. Well, after those drinks, they hit you a little bit differently when you are intermittent yeah. fasting just because your body, you're, obviously alcohol is metabolized first in your brain. Yeah. You don't have anything in your stomach or you don't even process food in the same way and haven't done so for certain weeks. Like my, I was literally drunk. Like I haven't been that drunk since like college type of drunk. And I wasn't belligerent, but I was not myself. 
And there were a certain group of people, like everybody was having a good time, but there was a couple people there that weren't really, you know, we weren't, we just were, you know, what is it called? Like enemies, like we don't really talk to each other. Like you stay over there. I stay on my side type of thing. Well, all of us went out. So there were, there was a mixed crowd there and I could not drive. Like we went, we went out, went to eat afterwards I couldn't even eat my food. Like I'm, you know, just passed, almost passed out. And I keep hearing people like, she can't drive. She can't drive her own car. And this girl that I knowingly do not like, or she doesn't like me. Like I, you know, however you want to phrase it, um, ends up dropping me off at my doorstep, which was, you know, about like 30 minutes away. (laughs) It was the most embarrassing thing. Not because, well, because it was her and she, you know, turns out she had a kind heart to not give me my own keys and try to let me drive my own car if that was the case to put me in an Uber. But because I felt like I gave this impression off to a group that I was like the person that can't handle their own alcohol. And to me, coming from where, you know, where I once was, which a, a person that can drink or tends to drink a lot because I just have a high tolerance, my sensitivity level is not that low. Um, I felt like I just came across in this group like, oh yeah, Kate just got so drunk. But it's like I I did, but it wasn't intentional. Yeah. Like I was intermittent fasting. And so before I go out, I remembered, I'm like, hey, you know, I um I uh forgot to eat and I just started downing like all this bread to try to yeah. soak up whatever alcohol I was gonna eat. And it didn't yeah. work. I mean, I just that was when I knew intermittent fasting was definitely real because that would not happen to the K, yeah. you know, a year ago. Course, yeah, you know, and, and, and relating to that, I was like, when, when I got a glass of wine, I was like, wait a second, this just, was just one glass of wine. And that makes a huge difference when, you know, when you're, when you're that yeah. sensitive and, you know, automatically you can feel everything. And that's one of the things about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having, uh, you know, having this, the many hours of not eating and then, you know, you decide, okay, let's have a drink. <laughs> That's the first thing you, and now I'm, I'm, I think before I do that, I say, let me have something to eat first before I have a drink. So. Yeah. Even, I mean, I, to me, my sensitivity to food is still, is still, is still yeah. up there. So even though that was like the first time I drank since, since then, but even like sugary drinks, like I can't tolerate sugary yeah. drinks as well as much before. Like, you know, I'm very sensitive to anything overly sugar. So even though I love cakes and we'll eat cakes because we, we do eat what we kind of want yeah. to eat. I can't eat a whole cake anymore. Like I have to have a slice yeah. of cake just because that sense of like, I can feel my glucose levels yeah. rising. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. And you know, uh, I was going to ask you, and what is the foods that you no longer will say okay this is not and this is this is good now this is not because i have come to to for me for example i've come to say okay this is the food that i can definitely have this is the food i would not have have you have you make that sort of kind of clear now to your body that you can okay this is this is something i can definitely definitely enjoy but this is something i will not definitely actually utilize um because so a little bit i think because I understand how the body uses glucose and fat mm-hmm. for fuel, I am sensitive or I try to stay away from foods high in yeah. sugar. I'm not on a no sugar diet. I'm not on a no carbs diet, but 
I feel like, okay, if I'm going to go in the gym and work out and do intermittent fasting, like the, I want to burn fat. Like I literally want to burn fat and try to make sure that I am efficient. So let me not fill my body up with, you know, sugary things, um, sugary foods yeah. and carbs. So that way when I go in the gym, I'm burning fat and not sugar first. And I don't have a specific food that I've said no to, like things like pop and juice and things like that. I do try to stay away from but i haven't had like a hard list where i'm just yeah. um you know not really eating that anymore. well then you know that I, I a lot of people have the impression that when you're doing intermittent fasting you know, a lot of people have the impression that you're doing keto have uh, you have come, come across that because <laughs> i have i have it, are you doing keto because i see my before and after too and i'm yeah. like mm, no i don't do keto but i think if it works for anybody who's doing it i think you could continue doing so uh, one of the things I come across too is the people that actually doing keto, they go into this phase where I cannot have no carbs. And, you know, and, and talking about a lot of people that aren't doing keto, I said, yes, you can. Don't, don't be, don't be yourself to it. Cause at the end of the day, you're mm-hmm. human. And the, one of the reasons when I decided to create if I was a human and, and decided like, listen, we are human. You are going mm-hmm. to have that, that piece of bread eventually. Because you're you're just you know eventually at the end you need to enjoy yourself. What do you have come across yourself with people coming to you say you're you're doing keto? Yeah, I mean, you know, before I touch on keto, a lot of people, you know, they assume that it's especially if I'm doing intermittent fasting or we're doing intermittent fast, like it's intermittent fasting and something else. So everybody wants to say like, okay even though you're eating in a certain window, you have to be doing another diet on top of it. Yeah. And like I said, I kind of pick and choose my yeah. foods, um, which is my bar is set pretty low. Um, so yeah, we, a lot of people do have that assumption. I don't know enough about keto to yeah. say, you know, I will or will not do it. Um, my experience with keto is, you know, you have to learn how to cook a certain mm-hmm. way and choose certain foods and it's low car- yeah. low to no carbs and then your body enters a keto- ketosis, which actually you get to um, accomplish or get into a, a ketogenic state faster with intermittent fasting. So I kind of pick on, you know, people that follow keto a lot because like, I don't, I just don't think that no carbs is possible. Like, I don't think that that it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. I know that there are studies and articles that come out all the time saying how dangerous it is for you. But to me, I think anything, like if you just think about it, one of the things I just love about intermittent fasting is the fact that we have inter- like intermittent in our name. Yeah. Like there is nothing that you should, you should do in life that is extreme. No carbs, extreme. Yeah. No sugar, extreme. Like anything in excess is extreme. Yeah. Even if you say, I'm going to fast for, you know, 30 days probably I would not be supportive of it even though I fast myself because that sounds extreme and to me like carb like there's carbs and vegetables so you mean to tell me you won't eat like celery and you know cabbage and things like that because it's no carbs so I think that when people people want to be like people want to be told like what to eat and what Mm -hmm. not to eat because our society has kind of built up this behavior like okay what is it I need to follow it. I need to be very rigid. And I'm not into, you know, anything of that sort. And like you mentioned, like we are, we are human. Not only are we human, like 
unless you have your own gigantic farm, like you are sub- subjected to manufacturers of food or food stores where you can only pick <laughs> what they offer. Yeah. Like, yeah, we can go into, uh, you know, a Publix or a Kroger or a Walmart or any grocery store. But honestly, they they get to control the food that you have. Yeah. Like, they choose who the farmers are that they bring into it. So you have to just be open to just certain and different ways of eating. And not all of them are, are, are right. Yeah. And I think um, to me, like, if you are doing it to make sure that your body enters a ketogenic state, I would wholeheartedly go with intermittent fasting first. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, one of the things that, you know, I tell a lot of people, I said, look, uh, learning a new way of uh, cooking can be a, a definitely an, an another challenge, another way of, you know, for you, especially if you don't know how to cook. But at the end of the, at the, end of the day, it comes down to, you know, giving, giving your body the right stuff at the end. But at the, at the, at the same time, yeah, this is, there's two strings to it. Actually, you know, um, you know, listen to Dr. Siegfried, which is Thomas Siegfried, you know, with the, what are the benefits mm-hmm. of going on fasting, you know, fasting, longer fasting, uh, you know, timeframes, uh, you know, that's beneficial for somebody who, you know, is overly obese, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and somebody who is, uh, if you're fit and you know you're fit, uh, you shouldn't be doing it for too long. Because then, you know, you're, you're, you're losing a specific amount of nutrients and stuff. You know, a lot of, a lot of, of the information that's coming out is, is, is based on different types of people, you know, and then we, are, we mm-hmm. all are different, you know, in a sense where, you know, and my, what might work for her might not work for you. Have you, yeah. yeah, this is one of the things that I, that I, that, that, that I tell my clients and I say to my uh, people that comes and ask for questions that, I want you to do the research because, and I want you to look at it and want you to listen to it because why, why I'm listening and why it's working for me might not work for you. And so, mm-hmm. um, what do you, do you see that in a lot of your, are your clients are people that come to approach to you that, that they feel like that they need to approach on a, a specific diets that are, they're doing. So, sorry, are you saying are certain people? Yeah, like, um, for example, your clients, people that come to you and says, listen, um, I see you before and after. Now, can mm-hmm. you tell me how is that is going to work for me? Yeah, I, I, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to talk about it earlier because you asked me, are, you know, what are some things that I yeah. eat or something about that? And, you know, I, I eat Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people... <laughs> uh, and Chick-fil-A is just one of the many, but for example, like I get a lot of questions. It's like, Hey, I see your results. You have to tell me what you, you know, what you did. And it's almost to a sense of like, they want the same program. Yeah. And, you know, I, t- I have, I have to be honest because like I mentioned, I tried intermittent fasting because they told me like I read for myself, yeah. um, you know, what clicked with me was I just have to change when I eat, not what I eat. And I, wholeheartedly love Chick-fil-A and so I don't want to volunteer that information in a way that people are like oh okay well I just do exactly what she did and that's very hard for people yeah um a nobody's gonna listen to me if I say do intermittent fasting and eat Chick-fil-A all day like (laughs) I sound like a a fraud but I have to be honest but 
you know, a lot of people want, you know, want to be told. I work with a lot of people and it's very hard uh, when it comes to weight loss. A lot of people want to, they want to push past like 20 pounds, you know, 10 pounds. Yeah. And they're just like, okay, just tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need to know what to do. And one of the things that, you know, you talk about this self-awareness piece, it's almost like, what are you willing to, like, what do you truly believe in? Yeah. Um, I talked about this on my podcast. Like, if you don't believe that keto is going to get you your results, guess what? At the end of six weeks, you're not going to have them. Yeah. You know, if you don't believe that intermittent fasting is the right path, is sustainable for you, guess what? Two weeks in, you might fold and you won't get back on the on the on the wagon. Yeah. So it's like, what do you wholeheartedly believe in? Uh, and that's going to identify with with, um, you know, what you choose to follow and not follow. Yeah. A lot of people aren't successful because what they're doing, they don't even believe in it. They just know that they got a program or read a book or read an article that this was the newest thing or the next best thing and they're following it, but they don't obviously believe in it and they don't even know why. Um, and so you just want to try to have a open mind to say like, Hey, you can do a, a multitude of diet. Like it's not maybe just one diet. It's a multitude oh, yeah. of diets. I'll tell people like, Hey, if you, um, because you know I do health coaching too it's like if if you're like me and it's not that I don't know how to cook I just don't cook <laughs> like I have, I live a very busy long commute yeah. type of lifestyle where I have to be very creative on how I eat because I'm I'm away from the house for for the most yeah. part but if it's like hey if you if you don't trust your food choices enough maybe and this is actually what I did when I first started intermittent fasting because of that reason was Okay, if even if I eat Chick-fil-A or eat eat out a lot, I'm going to eat out a lot. Like I'm going to stay away from foods with preservatives in them. And that's what I did. For the first couple of weeks, anything that came in a bag or a box that felt like it could sit on a shelf for a long a long period of time and not um not alter a state, not mold, not mildew, not go bad, I stayed away from. Now I've introduced those foods back into my diet for example like chips but uh it's just you have to just be open to just finding really what works for you what works for you might not be in one book it might not be from one person it just is uh, a way to assess how you live your life and what type of food choices and activity choices make sense for you yeah um and that's very hard to do because so many people are just like i see your results tell me what I need. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to show you how to find exactly what you need. So yeah. it, it's a, it's an interesting conversation. Yeah. I'm telling you it's, 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 I, and that's what, and the reason why, not the reasons when I felt that I need to step up from teaching classes, you know, how can I help somebody? You know, if I can, I help myself, you know, and that's one of the things mm-hmm. that's like, okay, let me step back. So I understand what's going on with me. And then boom, everything started becoming more clear and now uh, you have a more sense of uh, 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 responsibility in the sense where, look, you have to make those choices yourself because I can't yeah. make them for you. Um, so what is your to-go order for your favorite hometown restaurant? Um, so I actually have to tell you, too, because my hometown is actually Chicago. And... Uh-huh. I love pizza. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Like, it's probably my, 
what did I say? Yeah, it's, I would say pizza is my number one favorite food. So um, I live in Georgia. Uh-huh. I'm in Atlanta. But um, when I go to Chicago, I probably eat pizza all the time. Like, has to be deep dish, Giordano's. <laughs> um, Sicilian style, I mean, Sicilian style. So, so, I mean, to be honest with you, any pizza that's authentic and good, yeah. I will eat. Like, actually, I know some people might get on me. I actually have not tried New York style pizza just because I'm from the Midwest. So oh. don't don't beat me. <laughs> but uh, I love Midwest style pizza. Um, when I'm in when I'm in Atlanta, to be honest with you, I love. Um, I, there's so many different cultures here. Yeah. And one of the types of food, I love uh, Mexican food, mm-hmm. like taco. Yeah, I just love tacos, burritos, yeah. uh, tr- all of that. Um, I just write the rice. Everything is just so well seasoned yeah. and huge. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Um, I've, well, I lived in New Jersey since I was 16 years old. Uh, I travel all the way to New York to have a slice of pizza. So. If you haven't tried New York style pizza, you definitely should try. But I want. I heard. <laughs> but if you want to know uh, where I am, I I manage a Italian pizzeria in in Orlando, Florida. So. Uh, oh, get out! <laughs> yeah, man. I never seen to amaze myself the fact that I had to deal with food every single minute of the minute. So you can imagine how <laughs> how is it that I can uh, do fasting when I'm seeing all this food, delicious food in front of me. And that comes with, with your, your mindset more than anything uh, compared to what it was yeah. before. Um, I, quick question about this. How do you wish you have known when you started out? What do you wish you, um, you you had known when you started out? When I first started, um, I wish I, one of the things I wish is that I believed in myself a little bit more. Um, I, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head when it comes to your mindset, because one of the biggest challenges for me was willpower. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I say a lot of stuff now, it doesn't come without practice and failing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not my first two weeks. I was not doing intermittent fasting. <laughs> yeah, I told myself I wasn't going to eat, but I brought a bag of almonds with me. Yeah, um, because almonds can't hurt, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was, and then you know, right, like one o'clock, two o'clock. Then I would eat my lunch, and then you know, I kept doing my research. I'm, I'm going back online. I'm seeing people. They tell they're talking about sixteen hours, twenty hours. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I am not doing it like these people. Like, these people are literally going without food. And I got my almonds in my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and I failed. I failed. I failed the first two weeks um, because I didn't believe in myself that I could go as long without food. I didn't believe that it was possible. Yeah. Like, I literally thought, I was like, I'm going to be snapping on people. So that willpower... <laughs> that willpower to work around food and not, you know, be tempted by it is a muscle. I tell that to everybody. Like, I'm the main person that that failed and will tell you because I was a snacker. Yeah. Like, I, I like I associated with food with a task, yeah. which is probably the worst thing you could do. Like, when I was happy, I was eating. I, when I was sad, I was eating. When I was stuck in traffic, I had to have a snack. When I had to sit on a conference call, I, like. That willpower is something that you just have to um, give yourself a lot of grace with because 
we aren't taught this. This is not normal for us. So you just kind of have to give yourself a little bit of leniency to to do that. But I wish, I mean, I wish I would have known that, um, you know, this success takes, takes time and that I'm stronger, you know, than I, than I think I am. And I'm, and so being like, for example, working out or being in the gym, like, I needed to try to get my mindset just as strong as I, as I was, or just as strong as I thought I was in the gym. And that's, that's, you know, that's not easy to grapple with. Like to tell some, you know, to tell somebody or have the self-awareness to reflect on yourself, to be like, okay, I'm not strong in this. And in order to get good at this, um, you have to allow yourself to fail And feel things that you don't want to feel like nobody wants to be hungry. That's why we got all these food, these food options in the store. Yeah. Like nobody wants to be hungry. And so that was, that was tough for me. That was really, really tough. So what are you curious about right now? What are you, what are you more open to curious about right now than before? I'm well, I think, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to fasting, I get, I get a lot of comments uh, from people that, either know I'm interested or are doing intermittent fasting, like if I'm going to do an extended fast. I don't have any uh, immediate interest in extended mm-hmm. fast, but I, I kind of see the body, like I just see the body as just something so magnificent to be explored. I'm like, if I can accomplish this, yeah. you know, with a couple hours of fasting, imagine what the body goes through if you do two day, two full days, or I'm sorry, two consecutive days or three consecutive mm-hmm. days of fasting. Like, what does that look like? So I'm so curious about okay. that. Um, <laughs> I'm curious about, to be honest with you, like I love talking, I love talking about intermittent fasting, but I love talking about health. I'm curious to, you know, um, I have some land. I'm, I don't have a green thumb, yeah. but I'm, I'm really curious to grow my own food. Yeah. Um, not that I would never grow, go to the grocery store type of thing, but, you know, I get really worried about <laughs> the quality of our food right. moving forward. <laughs> um, I'm just so concerned. I'm, I'm concerned for the people that listen, listen to me and listen to you. Yeah. Like, I'm just so worried. And like, I, my curiosity just kind of powers me to understand different ways. If I have to eat, like, what am I really putting in my body? Um, I know I love Chick-fil-A, but I shouldn't have to question my head of lettuce when I go to the store. Like, yeah. what the heck is going on? Um, so I just want to make sure that, you know, that I understand a lot about a lot. Um, just because I, I think the body is not just a machine. It's just this is this being that we nobody really knows about like nobody can really tell you seven billion people to study on the planet and nobody you know can really tell you about yourself and that's what I try to empower my people to do is like really learn about yourself because you can go to the doctor and all these professionals but nobody knows you better than you yeah and that's a that's an interesting thing that you know that I actually you know kind of sort of like you kind of sort of said it right there is like nobody knows uh, much more and we continue doing research and there's a lot of research going on and you know and just overall all this information we're getting we get bombarded with information <laughs> so much of it that we have to definitely a little bit more digital and be able to say okay I can take this I can take this I can take this because mm-hmm. when I did uh, my first 24 hours and then went from, from 24 to 48 it was gradually it wasn't happening like a, I did it in one shot 
uh, did it gradually 24 hours, then I did gradually 20, 48, and then gradually, you know, did 72 hours. Um, it's just so, it, it all comes down to mindset because, you know, as yourself, just it, it, it came down to that process, you know, it came down to that process where you, you were like, oh, wait a second. I, I, I can I can go a little longer. I can go a little longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's basically what you're what you see yourself. Um for the people that are listening to this podcast, um where can they find you? Where can they find K Delaris, right? I'm gonna say that right. <laughs> De- no, Dorellis. De- Dorellis, okay. okay Dorellis. Yeah, so I mean, just like you, I have um, my own podcast where I talk about um, intermittent fasting in a world that is designed for you to try to be more, do more, and eat more. Yes. And really wanting to arm, you know, my listeners with different ways to think about food and th- different ways to think about intermittent fasting, so they can make it a lifestyle choice yes. and not just um, a tool for weight loss. Yeah. Um, so my podcast is called Good Girl Gone OMAD, mm-hmm. as well as on Instagram, where I try to share, overshare a lot about myself and connect with, you know, all of my listeners. So if you're listening to this episode or any other, uh, any other episodes, definitely let me know. Um, and you can do that on um, Instagram at Good Girl Gone OMAD. Um, I also have a website where basically I house um, information about myself, um, as well as past episodes so there are a lot of people out there that um have said that they've binge lived my podcast and you can do that on goodgirlgoneomad.com that is awesome one of the things i was going to tell you is um i will put all the links uh below into the description so you guys can be able to come check it out and um kay i so looking forward to meet you in person and, oh, it'd be awesome. You're um, like my next door neighbor, like Florida, <laughs> Georgia. We got to make it happen. So you can come over for a slice of pizza. <laughs> Any sort of Italian food. <laughs> I was going to tell you, but by the way, I'm Peruvian. And so if you have the chance cool. to go to a Peruvian restaurant, I will recommend. Yeah. If you like, I don't know if you like sushi. Do you like sushi? I do. Okay. So listen, uh, we have a place called Ceviche. If you mm-hmm. never tried it before, there's a Peruvian dish that you definitely I will suggest you to try. I don't know which is the best Peruvian restaurant around in, in Georgia, but they gotta be one. So if you or Jalea or Lomo Saltado, which is a, one of other places that I, I recommend for my for, for the listeners and for you. <laughs> yeah. So of to course. actually go ahead and try some Peruvian food. Um okay, thank you so much for taking the time to actually come into uh, actually talking to about your personal journey and uh you know and and i know that there's a lot of people out there that they need support they need help and you know and one of the reasons why i'm doing uh i'm, I'm gonna have a, a lot of interviews is because i want people to I, i'm not the only one uh, there's mm-hmm. people like you uh in different other places that are doing what they're doing and be able to communicate and let them know our own personal journey that it can help so many that are struggling right now. Um, okay, once again, I want to thank you so much for actually taking thank the time. You. And uh, and hopefully uh, we can be able to do another one soon. Because yes. I know time is precious and we have, you know, families and we got to do this, we got to do this and do that. But uh, uh, thank you so much. And I wanted, uh, guys, if you, once again, you can follow her on Instagram. Yeah, she has a website, Good Girl Going Omad, and um, 
and just looking forward to hear from you again. Yes, let let us know what you guys think about this um, this episode. We, we you know we love sharing, we love talking about this um, this style of eating, but most importantly, like you mentioned, Eric, like we are not alone. And yeah. something that you do, which is intermittent fasting, which seems so isolated and so um, just removed from what other people are doing, can feel very lonely. And <laughs> we talk about it all the day, all all the time. So I can't, you know, if you're listening, let us know that you're out there um, because we would love your support and kind of creating a community around um, intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting and oh man, I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Other things that yeah. you know, it's helping so many people out there. Uh, once again, thank you so much, uh, Kay. Thank and, you. Uh, guys, stay fasted, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> bye, Kay. Bye, Eric. Thank you. All right, bye-bye.